Welcome to the SaaS Sales Mastery Podcast, your go-to podcast for B2B software as a service sales. I'm your host, Liam Alcantara. Join me as we dive into the art and science of SaaS sales. So, if you don't want to miss the chance to transform your life, career, or business, tune in and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. This is episode number six. And today, yes, you read it right, we're going there. We are covering the attack of the bots. Will AI replace SaaS sales professionals? There's a lot of hype around this topic and with honestly very good reason. There have there has been massive developments in AI as of lately at a neck breaking pace. So I think over the last year, year and a half, we've all been pretty shocked when we heard about this thing called ChatGPT. Then we went into our lovely little browser. We typed it in. We think it's just another little gimmick, another little tool to use. And then we started using it. And then we said, wow, this is pretty good. (laughs) And we were probably just using the free version on a trial. So obviously, uh, it's a lot of hype around this, and with good reason. It it is good, and because of its effect and effectiveness, because of how good it actually is, obviously it strikes a little bit of fear within people. It can be intimidating when you see the power of ChatGPT, what it can do, and other AIs as well. Not only ChatGPT, and there's a lot of talks you hear. You hear it by the water coolers. You hear you hear it in business journals. In terms of the ramifications and the impact that artificial uh, artificial intelligence will have over the market, which brings us to the million dollar question: How will it affect SaaS sales? After all, that's what we're here for. But before we go deep, we have to go a little bit wide, and we have to understand how is AI, ChatGPT, etc., affecting the market as a whole. How is it affecting business now and how business will be done in the future? Now, I'll be honest with you, there are some pretty scary statistics out there. For example, the World Economic Forum estimates that 85 million jobs may be displaced by automation and artificial intelligence by 2025 across 15 industries and 26 economies. The McKenzie Global Institute estimates that up to 800 million global jobs could be lost to automation, which includes artificial intelligence, by 2030. And finally, Forrester Research estimates that AI and automation could replace up to 7% of U.S. jobs by 2025. As of right now, we're in 2024, February 2024, to be exactly. So 2025 is not that far off. And I think we've already started to see the impacts of AI in the market. So obviously, these statistics are not the funnest to listen to if you're a human out there. Now, if you're if you're a machine, you're probably uh, brushing up your resume. But I'm I'm assuming you're not an AI yourself. So 
let's be honest, these can be a little bit intimidating. I remember the first time I actually tried ChatGPT as an example of an AI. Like I said earlier, you know, I thought it was just a little bit of hype. I saw some videos on it. Didn't think much of it. I said, uh, yeah, sure. You look, I'm, I always like to stay up with uh, new technology. So let me go try it out. So I make my little account, plug in my, my Gmail account, start the free trial for the free version, ChatGPT at the time. It was just ChatGPT 3. Now we're at version 4.5, I believe, or version 4 on the paid uh, version. But the first time I tried it, it was just on, on the free version. So I went in and I typed a simple question like, I don't know, something you would ask Siri, right? Like, what day is is it today, right? Or how many people live on planet Earth? Or how many days are in a week? Silly questions, just testing it out, just taking it out for a spin, right? And obviously, it crushes those questions because I'm addressing it as if it were Siri or Alexa, something like this. So it crushes those questions. So I'm like, okay, pretty cool, pretty impressive. Gave me some details. Answer the questions. Let's take it up a notch. Higher. Why is American politics so complicated? Boom. Gave me a pretty thoughtful answer. I'm like, okay, okay, let's push it a bit more. What are the fundamental principles of, of systems thinking? Sure enough, talked about input, processes, output, feedback. Pretty spot on, but pretty, with a pretty good amount of detail. Then at this point, I was scratching my head a little bit. I'm starting to get a, a little bit more shocked. Heart is starting to beat a little faster. <laughs> then I say, Let, let's really push this thing. ChatGPT, what are the fundamental stages of spiral dynamics? Describe each one and tell me in what stage are human beings on planet Earth in the most, on average. Sure enough, grabs that answer, that question, I'm sorry, and destroys it, nails it, kills it. Now, at this point, I was intimidated, and I've been only playing with this thing for five minutes. So that was our first date. That's how it went. And that's when I started to honestly get a little nervous. Why? Because it was shocking. It's kind of like when the first iPhone comes out and then you actually go to the Apple store and you touch the screen and you're like, wow, this is amazing. It was that moment again. And I had not had that moment in a long time. I would say since about maybe the iPhone, maybe the iPad. That was the last time I had a wow moment like I had then. So immediately I pick up the phone call. One of my buddies who's in uh, SaaS sales in I tell him, look, have you heard about this thing? Ah, nah, it's just some other tool. And I'm like, no, 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 listen. It's not just another tool. You have to look at this. So that was my first experience. But like I said earlier, this was not the first time that I had been there. It happened to me with the iPhone. That shocking, like, raw awe feeling of like, wow, what is this? And what, what are going to be the ramifications of this in life? But that's nothing new. We've been here before and we've been we've been here before and we will continue to be in this cycle of new technology being developed and obviously striking fear within the population, within the, within the masses, because we fear as humans, we fear what we don't know. 
And when we fear something, we automatically start processing and thinking and contemplating about, okay, no way, how is this going to affect me in my life? Will this replace me? This is a common fear. This is a common trend. This is a common pattern. History repeats itself. In the Industrial Revolution, late 18th to early 19th century, when machinery and steam engines first came into factories, many workers fear they would lose their jobs to machines again. And of course, some of the jobs were lost. Let's be realistic. But this revolution also created an a bunch of new jobs in factories, expanded industries like textiles and steel, and eventually improved living standards. So people were afraid of the initial change, but ultimately things became better. Another example of this is ATMs, 1960s. Yes, ATMs, when automated teller machines, yes, if you didn't know, that's what ATM stands for. <laughs> when they were introduced, bank tellers feared they'd be out of work. Instead, ATMs reduced the cost of operations in banks. And because of that, banks were able to open even more branches and the demand for bank tellers increased in other customer service roles within the bank. The rise of personal computers, late 20th century, the creation of personal computing in the 1980s and 1990s obviously, again, led to fears of massive job losses as computers could perform tasks faster and more efficiently than humans, way, way faster, way, way more effectively. And did that eliminate every, everyone's jobs? No. Instead, it created entire new industries from software development to digital marketing to software as a service to software as a service sales, which if you're listening to if you're listening to this podcast, you're involved in it somehow. So the point I'm trying to get here is that this is not our first rodeo. This is not the first of quote unquote attack of the bots. We've been here before. And we will be here again. So fear and panic should not be the answer. Instead, we should be glad that we are shifting into this new revolution. And we should be excited about how we can leverage it to achieve our goals and raise our standard of, of, of living. And raise the amount of value that we can provide to society and the problems we can solve. So like we covered, this is a common trend. First industrial revolution, introduced machines to replace manual labor, starting the factory system. Second industrial revolution, brought electricity and assembly lines, making production faster and cheaper. Third industrial revolution, computers and the internet revolutionized information and communication. Fourth, Industrial Revolution integrates digital, physical, and biological technologies, transforming daily life and industries with AI, robotics, and the Internet of Things. We shouldn't be afraid. Instead, we should be excited about this. I don't know about you, but in which revolution would you rather live, the first one or the fourth one? I take the fourth one. If I could, honestly, I would take the fifth one because the pattern is clear. Each industrial revolution, our standard of living races, increases. We solve bigger problems. And yes, we also create new challenges, 
but the crow, the pros far outweigh the cons. There's a little bit of a pattern here, if you notice, in each industrial revolution. And we'll get to how this ties in into SaaS sales and how it ties into you and the steps that you have to take in order to be successful and leverage this opportunity. But just to provide a little bit of, of, of background first, there's a little bit of a pattern here. The first and second industrial revolution replaced, if you notice, replaces the physical labor of, of, of humans so that they can focus on higher cognitive tasks. Now, the third and fourth revolution of, human, of, of the industrial revolution is replacing not all, but some of the cognitive tasks so that humans focus on the more human-centric activities. With each industrial revolution, we're getting rid of the tasks and delegating these problems to technology so that we can be more ourselves, so that we have more freedom to be more human. Which brings us to the ultimate question. Where will SaaS sales professionals get replaced by artificial intelligence? And the answer is no, not anytime soon, but SaaS sales professionals using AI will replace the ones that aren't for sure, absolutely. And why is that? Because of the same reason we just discussed. Each industrial revolution allows us to be more, what? More human. Sales, and specifically SaaS sales, tends to be a very human-centric profession. A very human-centric activity. An activity which is not linear in nature, well, at least so linear that you can just codify it into zeros and ones. No, it's more complex than that. Which brings us to the complexity of the sales process. SaaS sales involves complex negotiations, understanding client needs, building relationships, tailoring solutions, ultimately problem solving. So, of course, AI may assist in, in data analysis, lead scoring, but human intuition, empathy, and human connection are crucial for closing deals and providing personalized solutions. Building trust and rapport with clients often requires human-to-human -human interaction. SaaS sales professionals excel in communication, persuasion, and problem solving which are challenging for AI to replicate and replace. I mean, obviously we want to incorporate it into our workflows, but if you've worked a deal in SaaS sales, you understand how many variables there is, there are, and how non-linear the process is. Look, sometimes the process can be pretty linear, pretty straightforward. We say in the DocuSign, it gets signed and voila, beauty, magic. Great, but that's not always the case. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was like that, cause uh, I'd be a a, a, lot, a lot richer, right? But it's not that simple. It takes a lot of problem solving, especially how deals are done today, which is in the court of buyers. Maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, you can just talk to the main decision maker, and that's it. You get a deal done. If they, if it's something they want to move forward, you move forward with it, and it's pretty simple and straightforward. That's not the case anymore. 
achieving consensus between three, four, five, six decision makers is the standard now, even for smaller deals. And if you think it is difficult to arrange a dinner at a restaurant with your friends and make everybody happy, if you think that's difficult, and actually getting everybody to show up just to have dinner, if you think that's difficult with your friends without anybody flaking, <laughs> imagine how much more difficult it is to get deals done. On top of that, SaaS sales involves adapting to market trends, understanding the competitive landscape, and being creative to design strategies that fit the new market's needs. Also in SaaS sales, it's not only about acquiring new clients, but growing your current customer base. And for that, a big part of that, look, I'm not saying that relationship building is the end-all be-all for sales, but especially in SaaS sales where you have a current install of customers, maintaining long-term customer relationships and providing exceptional support are key aspects of SaaS sales. AI can support with data-driven insights, but the personal touch and understanding of human-to-human connection is essential, and I think we are far from AI replacing that. So what are some practical ways that you can start applying this very week in order for you to incorporate ChatGPT and other AIs into your sales, SaaS sales workflows? And be creative. Try it in any way, shape, or form you think will yield the best results for you. Experimentation is key and just practice. But here are three ways in which I've found it especially helpful. Number one, email copy. Now, obviously, this is a little bit of a tricky one because ChatGPT and other AIs tend to be long-winded. But if you're able to craft the proper prompts, and you're able to give it example, examples of good copy, I found that, that ChatGPT and other AIs are incredibly good at replicating good copies. If you give it some a few examples, you give it the right guidelines like brevity, specificity, relevance, problem focus, instead of speaking about features or, or benefits, and I found it incredibly helpful at being able to do that. A quick tip is that I always tell it to keep it under 50 words. Since ChatGPT can be a little bit of a windbag, it, it tends to, to give more details than you ideally would like it to. So email copies. Another great application is in mutual plans. After I complete my diagno diagnosis call or discovery call with clients and after uh, I bring in my engineer and we work on technical discovery going a little bit deeper into the technical side of things to provide the, the best solution once we have a great POV of this client and their problems and their future vision perhaps their obstacles or the ROI that they are looking for ChatGPT does an amazing job at creating mutual plans mutual plans is basically a document that you give to your customers after you have the full picture of their business, their, their challenges, their goals, in order to solve the challenges and problems at hand. It's on paper and it's a file that you can share with 
your court of buyers, like we were talking about earlier, to achieve that consensus that is so difficult to achieve sometimes. But mutual plans are a great way to do that. And ChatGPT does an amazing job at crafting mutual plans. Couple of caveats. Be very careful with sensitive customer information when using ChatGPT. And always, and I mean always, double and triple check and make your own adjustments. Think about it this way. ChatGPT does the legwork. It creates the, the, the foundation, but you have to put the finishing touches on it and you have to check it for errors or hallucinations that is, as it is called in the AI world. And last but not least, once you're working on a deal, you're past the initial email copy to generate the meeting, you're past the point of creating the mutual plan, you've already created it, now you maybe are demoing or you're someone inside, deep inside the sales cycle really trying to problem solve all logistics to get the deal done, ChatGPT is a great assistant when it comes to problem solving situations. So next time you find your deal stuck for X, Y, or Z reason, use ChatGPT, give it some context, give it a thorough explanation, and ask for suggestions on how to solve the situation. Now, this is not the only source. Obviously, you want to speak to your colleagues, a mentor, a coach, your teammates, but this is just a tool, an assistant, to give you a little bit more clarity. And let's say maybe you give it a, a specific use case of a deal that is stuck. It will help you problem solve some of the nuances, some of the details. Maybe it tells you you're not multi-threaded enough and your deal is stuck because you're only connected with one single decision maker within the account. Or maybe it tells you that you need to create a mutual plan because your your bottleneck is that you're not achieving consensus in the buyer's court. Or maybe even tells you you did a poor job project managing the deal and that the deal has hit a wall because of your lack of experience in the project management aspect of a deal. I don't know, there could be millions of different cases, but I've found it incredibly helpful when it comes to problem-solving deals. So, in conclusion, there have been massive developments in AI, but it is nothing we haven't seen before. History repeats itself again and again. AI will replace jobs, but it will create many more. And AI will not replace SaaS sales professionals for the time being because it's too human-centric and unpredictable. And it requires creativity and problem-solving at a very human-centric way. But SaaS sales professionals using AI will replace those who aren't. So make sure you start working it into your workflows this very week and you should have a long, successful career or business. If you found today's episode helpful, follow and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend and I'll see you next time.